With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Tennis Gambling Podcast and Sports Gambling Podcast now are presented by WinBet. Bet $100 of WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash WinBet. The SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use the promo code NFCBEAST for 15% off active until the Giants or Eagles lose their next game. Welcome, everybody, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Scott Rochelle, once again going with another solo pod as we're going to go through a couple of ATP finals we got going on in Antwerp and in Stockholm for Sunday, October 23rd. But before we actually get into any of the breakdowns, do want to recap how we did on the last episode. Unfortunately, not great. We had a couple of really tough losses there with the lock and the dog. For the lock, we ended up having Atta beating Yemmer, and he ended up losing in three sets. Very competitive match, but could not pull it out. And for the dog, we had Giron at plus 180 taking on Korda. And just like Atta, he had a very, very competitive three-set match, which he inevitably lost in the third set. So pretty rough there anytime you go the distance, especially with a plus 180 dog. It was definitely a great value play. Just did not work out as Korda ended up winning. And then Korda ended up kind of parlaying that uh, nice competitive win there to a finals appearance because we're going to talk about him in one of the upcoming matches in a couple of minutes. But overall, the out, uh, the uh, lock and dog did not work out. As for the outrights, they are okay. Uh, we gave out Sitsipas to win mostly as a hedge. Uh, so if he ends up winning there, we basically break even. But we ended up giving out Sitsipas, and he is in the final as he takes on Runa. And then you have Korda against Felix, which was automatically going to screw me either way because, as you know, on this podcast, I typically fade players that were in a final the previous weekend, and both these guys were in finals the previous weekend. So I would not have picked Korda. I would not have picked Felix no matter what, and both of them ended up making it to the final in Antwerp, and we have Sitsipas taking on Runa, and that should be a pretty competitive match or it should at least be an interesting match. But either way, time to actually get into the overall matches. It's going to be a relatively short episode. Uh, it's a lot shorter than the outright one because I got less to talk about. But we are going to end up going through uh, the Stockholm match first because that does start about half hour before the Antwerp match. But before we actually get into the preview, it's going to take a quick word from our sponsor. Thinking of joining WinBet, now is the perfect time because new customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Looking to join WinBet's biggest winners club? Whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet odds-wise gets a $1,000 free bet. Last week's winner of the biggest winners club was a New York better who hit roughly a 150-to-1 parlay 
all on live money line wagers. He put in $110.40 and won $16,743.56 to prove once again that WinBet is truly hashtag DGENs only. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know we sent you. The sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present present in a state where playthrough win bet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by No House Advantage. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Playing pick'em contests versus other people for a shot at winning $250,000 in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. And you can also test your skills versus the house and win 20 times your entry if you hit every pick. You can bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sport sport, including the NFL, the NBA, uh, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with the promo code SGPN at knowhouseadvantage.com or download the app on the App Store to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out Knowhouse Advantage because it's not just about how you play, it's also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this offer. We're also brought to you by Babbel. I don't know about all of you, but I've tried learning different languages in the past, and let's just say it didn't exactly go well for me. That was the case until I ended up discovering Babbel. Babbel makes it very easy because you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson, so you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers, not computers. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel also has a speech recognition technology that helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash SGP. That's babbel.com slash SGP for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel language for life. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast. Just talk about the picks that we gave out in the past podcast. Now it's time to actually get into the final matchups. And starting off in Stockholm, going to go through the Sitsipas and Runa matchup. And to go through the odds, Sitsipas is a pretty hefty favorite. Not a surprise, but just the case. Sitsipas is minus 250 on the money line. The spread is Sitsipas minus three and a half games at plus 105, minus 140 the other way for Runa. And total games, you have over or under 22 and a half. The over is minus 125, and the under is minus 105. So to go through the actual pathways for both players up to this point, Sitsipas has had an easier road and definitely a less time-consuming road because Runa has had a fair share of three-set matches while Sitsipas has been perfectly clean. Sitsipas had a very competitive two-tiebreak matchup there against Cressy. We thought Cressy might give Sitsipas a bit of a problem. He did, but not enough of a problem because Sitsipas won 7-6-7-6 with a 14-12 score 
in the second set breaker. Then he beat Yemmer in straight sets in the second round and then absolutely demolished Drew Savori 6-2, 6-2 on Saturday. Now looking at Rune, he has had a couple of marathons, which I alluded to. He beat Montero in straight sets, beat Garin in straight sets, then came from a set down and beat Nori in an impressive win there. And then yesterday had an absolute war against Diminor and ended up winning that match once again, coming from a set down. So... Rune's struggled a little bit in the first set and had to rally, and I wonder how much stamina that took out of him for the final. But the matchup against Diminor was a long one, and I do think as a result, you have to wonder about fatigue concerns, especially against Tsitsipas, who's not afraid to make points longer. I know that he occasionally will spike a backhand into the net, stuff like that. But I do wonder, with Tsitsipas not dropping a set and Rune dropping a couple, if at some point during the match the tides will turn or really just becomes one-sided because Rune runs out of gas. So we'll see. But for this overall matchup, going through the head-to-head, -head, Rune did beat Tsitsipas in the French Open earlier this year, did win in the round of 16 in four sets. Uh, Rune won the first set, lost the second, then won the third and fourth. Does that mean anything to me? No, because it was on clay. This is on hard court, and Tsitsipas... Made a final in the French, but I'm not going to try to read into form based in the middle of the summer compared to now and comparing different surfaces. So props to Rune for winning that match, I guess, but I'm not going to factor it in. I think the main difference between these players is going to be the serve because we know that Tsitsipas is a very solid server, and I do think he could win a bunch of free points off the serve. Won 75% of his first serve points against Rusevori, won 70% of his first serve points against Yemmer, and won 91% of his first serve points against Cressy. Meanwhile, you're looking at uh, Rune. He won 72% of his first serve points against uh, Diminor, then won 73% uh, against Nori. But the second serve is really where it falls off a cliff because Rune won 41% of the second serve points against Diminor, 39% against Nori. Uh, he ended up winning 39% again against Garin, and he won 37% against sorry that was Diminor. he won 67 percent against um yeah against uh, montero so the point is is that rune's second serve has been a bit of an issue uh Sitsipas has done a better job defending a second serve because he won 59 percent against rusevori won 58 percent against yemmer and won 53 percent against cressy so i do think if rune if rune wants a shot to win this match he's going to need to hit a lot of first serves because the second serve is not cutting it right now. And I do think Sitsipas, especially with his length, will be able to really punish Rune's weak second serve. And I expect that to be the case throughout this match. Uh, going through the overall prediction here, I think Sitsipas is going to win. I'm not going to blame him for losing to Djokovic in a final about a week about a week or two ago because Djokovic is either the best player of all time or the second best player of all time. But I do think you will see Tsitsipas really make Rune work in every point. And as a result, I do think eventually you will see Rune's level drop because of the long amount of time he's had to be on the, he's had to be on the court uh, just because of the three set marathons he's been in. Uh, I think you're going to see the match start off competitive. Maybe you'll see a tiebreak in the first set, maybe a 7-5 in there. But Rune has been really underwhelming in the first set in this event, and I don't expect him to come back from two, from a set down against Sitsipas in this one. So give me Sitsipas to win, and I do think he'll probably cover. You could find two and a half games at minus 145. 
I don't hate that. I think Sissy Paz will probably end up winning this match somewhere around, I'd say, 6-4, 6-4, if I had to guess, maybe 7-5, 6-3. But I just think Sissy Paz is in another class, and Rune is a very good young player, but I don't think he's ready to beat Sissy Paz on hard court in this matchup. Now, moving on to Antwerp, you have a matchup between Korda and uh, Felix, which should be a very interesting one, because if you want to go through the head-to-head, -head, it has been close. They've played twice. They've split 1-1. One, one. one was on clay as Korda smacked Felix in uh, Estoril uh, earlier this year, and that ended up being 6-2, 6-2. But Felix did win Nakapoko on hard court 6-3, 6-4 back in 2021. Felix won a title last week. Korda lost in straight sets. Do I think Korda has something for Felix in this matchup? I actually do. I think you could end up seeing Korda take this one. Uh, if you want to go through the overall matches, uh, Korda had, has had a couple of three-set matches. He's had two to be exact. Felix has had two as well. Uh, sorry, Felix only had one, but he did have a two-tiebreak matchup against Gasquet in the semis. But Korda, to go through his matchups, beat Giron in the match that we had Giron in in three, beat Kakanov 7-5, 7-6, beat Nishioka 6-0, 6-2. He absolutely smacked them, and then had a war against Dominic Team yesterday. Team was looking really good, too, and Korda beat him in three, including a third-set tiebreak. And Felix ended up winning the first round against Guinard 6-3, 6-3, Lost a set to Evans and won in three. We thought Evans had a shot to win that one in the outrights, and he was he was close. He ended up losing in three, and then Felix ended up beating Gasquet 7-6, 7-6, which was kind of shocking because we didn't expect Gasquet. We didn't cover the match, but I didn't expect Gasquet to hold serve in every single service game. Zero breaks in the entire match is kind of shocking, but either way, uh, he ended up holding on. And one seven six seven six, kind of similar to what I talked about for the Sitsipas match. The story will be serving because Korda's first serve is vulnerable, and Felix's first serve, when it's on, is really really good. Because against Gasquet in the semis, Felix had twenty two aces compared to one double fault. So I do think Felix, if he ends up serving that well again, will win this match pretty comfortably. Uh, to go through the first serve. Uh, points one here, 85% against Gasquet, 76% against Evans, and in the first round against Guinard, won 85%. Compared to Korda, Korda won 73% against Team, won 92% against Nishioka. Once again, absolutely crushed him. 70%, uh, he won, sorry, that was uh, Kakanov's numbers, won 75% against Kakanov and won 74% against Giron. But you're looking at Felix's second serve numbers, and they've been good too. Won 70% against Gasquet, won 71% against Evans, and Evans puts everything in place. So that's very impressive. And won 65% against Guinard. And to go through Korda, 50% uh, against Team, uh, 27, uh, sorry, 58% against Korda. Nishioka only won 27%. Uh, uh, in the uh, Kakanov match, he won 48%, and against Giron, won 58%. So it's really a story, once again, of the second serve of Korda. And I'm not going to say it's the exact same matchup that we talked about with, with uh, Tsitsipas, but it's a common theme here where you have a much better server against the guy who's had a hard time defending the second serve, 
And if Felix serves as well as did against Gasquet, it's lights out. I'm telling you that right now. But I do think if you want to talk about the overall matchup, I do think Corda could keep the ball in play long enough to let Felix's stroke self-destruct. I'm not exactly concerned about stamina because each player made the final last week and have now made it to the final here with a couple of marathon matches in there. So I do think it is a bit concerning that Felix against a veteran rallier like Gasquet, who has a pretty underwhelming serve at the stage in his career, was just unable to break him. I think that's a, I think that's a bit concerning because Gasquet won 77% of his first serve points, which is extremely high for Gasquet, and won 59% of his second serve points. I think that's a problem for Felix, and Gasquet played well. Don't get me wrong. He had a very nice win against Warenka uh, earlier in the tournament, but I have to at least point out that Gasquet is really not a good server, and the fact that Felix did nothing to punish him the entire match is extremely problematic, and I think that Court actually has a path to win this match because I think team, you can argue, was the third best player in this tournament because Felix and Cordo are still in it. But team was playing really well and Cordo was able to get by. Uh, team was able to beat Herkaz, for example, in a nice three set match there. But Cordo was pushed to the brink and he responded well in the breaker. And I do think Corda can parlay some of that success and momentum into this overall matchup. But to go through the actual odds, Felix is the favorite, obviously, and he's a minus 175 favorite. Corda is plus 145 the other way for the spread. You have Felix minus 2.5 games at minus 115, and Corda plus 2.5 also at minus 115. And the over-under is 23.5. Uh, the over is even money. The under is minus 135. But if you do want to find some alternative lines here, you could get over 22.5 at minus 130. And you could also end up getting Corda uh, for the games. You can get 3.5 at minus 170 or 1.5 at minus 175. Uh, sorry, that was sets. Or 1.5 uh, uh, games at plus 110. So a lot of other options available. For this matchup, though, I think Corda actually has got a shot here because Felix did win a title last week. I know the serve was great, but the, the returning game was a little bit suspect against Gasquet, and I think that could be an issue. Corda, we know, has the game to beat Felix. They're kind of similar. Uh, they want to keep the ball in play, have long rallies. I expect a bit of a war here, but I do think Corda could do enough to eventually beat Felix in three. Am I picking him to win in three? It's very close. I think you'll have a breaker in there. I think it'll be close. I'm gonna link to I'm gonna take the over, but I do think that Felix, by the skin of his teeth, holds on and wins this match. I think the serving differential will be enough, and I think Felix will win his second title in as many weeks. But other than that, though, uh, that's gonna wrap up the actual breakdowns for these two matches. They have a couple of fun props here with double faults and aces and stuff like that, but uh, I might mention one of them uh, later on, but it is time to get into the best bets for the episode in the lock and dog segment. But before we actually get into that, time for another word from our sponsors. We're also brought to you by Fubo TV. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game again or one of your favorite episodes from your favorite TV shows with the included cloud-based 
DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Odds Trader. What is Odds Trader? It's a place where you can compare odds from all the major sports books in one convenient location. You can compare the different signup codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also gives you player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep track of their records on all the games and their betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire and oddstrader, the number one site for all of your game day bets. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast. We just previewed the two finals matchups there in Antwerp and Stockholm. Now it's time to get into the lock and dog segment. And for the lock of this episode, going to go to the final matchup we mentioned in Antwerp. And we're going to take the over 22 and a half games at minus 130 between Felix and Corda. I think this match is going to be a war. And I think that since we've seen both of these players get involved in some very high level, long contests, Felix had the three set matchup against Evans, went 7 6 7 6 against Gasquet. Corda had two separate three set matches against Team and Giron and had a 7 5 7 6 against Kakanov. I think you could end up seeing either a tiebreak fest or even a three set marathon here because Felix's returning has been a bit inconsistent, especially against Gasquet. And I do think Corda's serve, which is a bit vulnerable, can hold up potentially. And I think as a result, you'll see a very competitive and close matchup here in each individual set. So I'm going to go with the over 22 and a half games at minus 130. I think you'll end up seeing either a breaker and 6-4, maybe even a 7-6, seven, 7-6 six, seven, six, or 7-5 in there, or maybe just a 6-3, whatever, but you're going to get three sets out of it. So I'm going to go with the over 22 and a half games there at minus 130. Uh, moving on to the dog I wanted to pick something for the Paz rune match, but I really didn't see much because I do think Paz could potentially roll or maybe Rune keeps it close. But for that reason, I'm kind of staying away. I don't see much value in that market for the Stockholm match. So going back to the Antwerp match, going to actually double down on the total. I know this didn't work out uh, with the Rune match that he had a couple weeks ago against Hussor. It did work out in the Tiafo and Fritz match for a push there. Uh, when we ended up taking the over in games and the over in sets in the same match for the lock and dog. We're going to do it here, though. We're going to take the over two and a half sets at plus 130 in the Felix Corda match. I really think this matchup has the recipe for a marathon, and I'm going to somewhat double down on it. And I think that you'll end up seeing at least one breaker, which could go either way. And I do think Corda has enough stability with his strokes to end up causing Felix's level to drop at different portions in this match. And I wonder how stamina is going to play a factor for each of these guys. They both played a lot of matches in the past two weeks. I wonder if a player maybe falls behind a break early, maybe conserves some energy and saves it for the other set. You might see a little bit of a zigzag there in terms of overall just moments in the match and overall stamina. But I do think since I'm since I like the over and since I expect a bit of a war here, I do think you'll end up seeing each player win a set, and it'll end up being decided in a third set. So for that reason, going to take the over two and a half sets there at plus 130. And you know what? Since we gave out two plays on this match, we'll actually give out three. I know a couple of podcasts ago, we gave out a prop. We gave out the Pass over 
uh, one and a half double faults at his matchup against Djokovic, and that ended up cashing. We're going to do it again. We're going to go with an over for double faults. Going to take Korda over one and a half double faults at minus 115. I think this line's too low for a couple reasons. First of all, to go through Korda's matches in this overall tournament, he's had his fair share of double faults. He had three double faults against team in the semis. He had one against Nishioka, but that match was 6-0-6-2. He didn't serve much, and he still had a double fault. Uh, against Kakanov, he had two, and against Giron, he also had two. So he's gone over in three of the four matches here, and I do think you'll end up seeing Korda potentially struggle with the serve because of how good Felix is at holding. I think that Korda knows his second serve is the weakest part of his game right now, and if Korda ends up struggling with the first serve because of Felix's length, I do think Korda might feel the need to go for it a bit more with the second serve. And I think as a result, you might see him go for broke a bit and maybe he'll double fault a bit more. But even from what we've seen, he's had a couple of marathons. We're expecting a long match. I think he'll have a decent amount of service games. And I think a couple of serves will go awry, not to mention the fact that I do think he could go for more with Felix returning. And that could result in additional double faults. But I do think those, that play of minus 115 has value since he has gone over in 75% of his matches in this tournament. But once again, the lock, dog, and prop for this episode going to all be on the Antwerp match. Going to take the over 22.5 games at minus 130. Going to take the over 2.5 sets at plus 130. And going to take the Corda over 1.5 double faults at minus 115 as the prop. But that's been this episode of the Tennis Gambling Podcast here for Sunday, October 23rd. Until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone.